Hello and welcome. I'm Pastor Vincent Grissom, and this is Applying God's Word, a teaching ministry from the Word of God. This is study number 75, titled, Flee from Idolatry. Many people do not realize they worship idols. Even many who think they are Christians are guilty of idolatry. Idolatry can be very deceptive. Idolatry gives the worship honor and attention God deserves to something or someone else. Psalm 115 verses 4 through 8 teaches about the foolishness of worshiping idols. Verse 4, the idols of the nations are made of silver and gold. They have a mouth and eyes, but they can't speak or see. Their ears can't hear and their noses can't smell. Their hands have no feeling, their legs don't move, and they can't make a sound. Everyone who made the idols and all who trust them are just as helpless as those useless gods. Let's pause and apply this warning to ourselves. Though we do not face a pantheon of false gods like the Israelites did, we face pressures from a pantheon of false values materialism, love of money and leisure, sensuality, worship of self, security, and many others. The second commandment deals with idols. You shall have no other gods before me. This may be something that most of us can't relate to unless we include life's goals that revolve around something other than God himself. What is the object of our affections, our efforts, and our attention? Where does the majority of our time go? On what do we spend the greatest amount of our resources? An idol is not just a statue of wood, silver, or gold. It is anything or anyone who takes the place of God in our lives. We are to run away from anything that may be a distraction for us that would cause us to no longer place God in the number one position in our lives. Let's read 1 Corinthians 10 verses 14 through 22. In this passage, Paul tells us what our participation actually is when we serve idols. Verse 14. Therefore, my dear friends, flee from idolatry. I speak to sensible people. Judge for yourselves what I say. Is not the cup of thanksgiving for which we give thanks a participation in the blood of Christ? And is not the bread that we break a participation in the body of Christ? Because there is one loaf, we, who are many, are one body, for we all share the one loaf. Consider the people of Israel. Do not those who eat the sacrifices participate in the altar? Do I mean that the food sacrificed to an idol is anything, or that an idol is anything? No, but the sacrifices of pagans are offered to demons, not to God. And I do not want you to be participants with demons. You cannot drink the cup of the Lord and the cup of demons too. You cannot have a part in both the Lord's table and the table of demons. 
Are we trying to arouse the Lord's jealousy? Are we stronger than he? Let's consider how we often take things and make idols of them in our life. How we replace God as number one in our life with something else. In these days of consumer technologies, social media, smart homes, phones, and cars, as well as some people we emulate and groups we identify with, it's easy to create idols and give these idols a position in our life that cause us to serve it rather than God by the tremendous influence we allow the idols to have on us. In return, we sacrifice for it and feel lost without it and don't realize we've just made this thing an idol. The thing alone is nothing by itself, but the praise we give it and the influence we allow it to have on us is the sin. This means that if something causes you to misplace God in your life, get rid of it, disable it, delete it, and as God says, flee from it. God did not say keep it going or tone it down. He says to flee from it. Don't let Satan get a finger hold in your life. The most important thing that you do while you're here on earth is to serve and worship God. When we serve God first through committed faith in him, everything else falls into place as God wills. That is why he says to flee idolatry. So don't let Satan in any part of your life, because if Satan gets a fingertip grip in, he will soon have a handhold and then have it all. Idols can be made from heroes or people of a particular status, work, hobbies, ourselves, or our social status, pleasure and entertainment, and this list is far from exhaustive, so you'll have to fill in the blank on the idol or idols in your life you need to flee from. There are idols that like-minded people, great and small, serve together as well as idols an individual has been drawn into serving or has created for themselves. Again, you examine yourself and fill in the blank. Anything that comes between serving God has become our idol. There are people who say, I believe in God, but then they do everything else instead of serving him. I'm too busy with something else for Bible study tonight. The day is just perfect for golfing, hunting, fishing, and so forth, instead of going to church. The kids are misbehaving. The new season of that show starts today. The neighbors came over, and some other convenient excuse that keep us from coming to church. Idolatry is Satan's attempt to undermine God's plan for salvation. He wants to keep people from church. This is the last place he wants anybody. He wants to keep people from studying God's word. He wants to convince people that they are not following idols. But if you are not worshiping God, then you are worshiping something else, and that is idolatry. Okay, let's pause for a moment. For some, hearing this triggers resistance to acknowledging or dealing with the idols in their life, while others may be in agreement today but will engage in excuse when this time comes to flee the influence of that idol. But we are told to resist the devil and he will flee from us and to draw near to God and he will draw near to us. Christ provides through faith and righteousness what the enemy tries to imitate through sin and idolatry. We were created to worship only God and nothing else. 
An idol is something man creates with his hands and with his mind. It has no power, no authority, no life. It has nothing unless we give it those things and begin serving it. Idolatry is of the flesh and of the world and is destructive. It seeks to ultimately destroy because the who in the world seeks to destroy. Idolatry is the worship of demons and Satan. So if God is not first in your life, Satan is. Because the true disciple of Christ has God first in their life. Others have placed something else first. And no matter what that something else is, after you peel back the layers, you will discover Satan hiding there. Because the enemy tempts us in this life through sin and idolatry. So, are you guilty of idolatry? God's word says to flee from idolatry. The Apostle Paul says we are to flee, that is, run away as fast as you can from idolatry in any form or fashion. We can't do both. We can't have our cake and eat it too. We can't worship God and something else too. God is a jealous God and he does not share. Anything that prevents us from serving and worshiping God, we need to quit doing and take this seriously. We make choices every day of whether or not to serve and worship God in the event and activities of the day. God has provided a plan of salvation that puts him squarely in the center. He is the only one who deserves worship, and that is what he demands of each of us. Anything less is idolatry because something else has become more important to us. So what do we do? How do we turn this around? Well, we ought to pray, confess, and repent of this sin. We ought to humble ourselves and resist the devil and draw near to God. Let's close our time together with James chapter 4, verses 4 through 10. Verse 4. You adulterous people, don't you know that friendship with the world means enmity against God? Therefore, anyone who chooses to be a friend of the world becomes an enemy of God. Or do you think scripture says without reason that he jealously longs for the spirit he has caused to dwell in us? But he gives us more grace. That's why the scripture says God opposes the proud but shows favor to the humble. Submit yourselves then to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Come near to God, and he will come near to you. Wash your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. Grieve, mourn, and wail. Change your laughter to mourning, and your joy to gloom. Humble yourselves before the Lord, and he will lift you up. Let's pray. Lord, help us to identify the idols in our lives and give us the faith in you and the power of your Holy Spirit to flee from them. Reveal to us, Lord, the idols we don't consider to be idols, but are indeed idols in our life and in your sight. Lord, make us strong and give us the will to put you first, not just in speech, but in truth. Give us the will to confess and please, Give us the gift of repentance as we submit to you. We thank you for your gracious mercy and your great love. In Jesus' name, 
Amen.